Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hi, welcome back to Ruth um, chapter four. We are on day two and we are talking about finally making it official that Boaz is going to be the kinsman redeemer officially we've hand we've had one sandal handover <laughs> and now we're on to the the big stuff so terry do you want to read um ruth 4 9 through 15 for us sure do great then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people <clears throat> excuse me today you are witnesses that i have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilian, and Malan. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Malan's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem through the offspring the Lord gives you by this woman. May your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore <clears throat> to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman, women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. What a turnaround for mm. Naomi, huh? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Remember when she, I, I, I bet you she doesn't want to be called Mara anymore. No. Uh-uh. She's not she's, referred to as Mara or anything. Do you think anyone ever referred to her as Mara? I would have had a hard time. Yeah. Like, I, when the kids grew up, uh, like, like Ben. Okay, now I can remember to call him Ben, but he was all Benny when he was little. <laughs> he was Benny when he was 16. He was Benny when he was 22. I'm just now being able to call him Ben. Ben, yeah. But, yeah. My cousins, I, I call my cousin Joey. Mm -hmm. You know, his adult friends and everybody call him Joe, but I've always called him Joey. And Bobby, my other cousin, mm -hmm. I, he's always been Bobby to me. And they don't try to ever say, don't if they ever did say, you know, don't call me Bobby anymore or whatever, but they never did. In fact, it's been like... Hey, my one cousin, Bobby. Hey, terrible Terry. This is Bobby. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So we have our nicknames. Yeah. Terrible Terry. Terrible Terry. <laughs> call I like you the story behind short. that. Yeah. <laughs> I acquired oh. that in my early days. I could, baby days. I could tell you some <laughs> stories how bad I was. But um, I love nicknames. I do too. I have one yeah. sister that would not let me call her daughter by a nickname, and it really hurt my feelings. 
I really wanted to call her by a nickname. She wouldn't let me. My um, Omi had a, a brother named, uh, what is his real name? Andreas. Cool, wonderful name. But they all called him Burshi. Right? <laughs> but that wasn't even the inside family name. They called him Booby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we don't do that to him now. Like, he's this gentleman. He's this older man or yeah. something like that. But it's like when she'll call him that name sometimes I'm like okay 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 and then just switch it out and, and I, we see them <laughs> like okay That's funny. oh That's my very gosh cute. so we, but, go ahead we call my sister booty bug when she was little uh-huh. and I can't remember what age but at one point she turned around one day and said don't call me that anymore <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so they can be good or bad and maybe like Mara reflected the badness that that yeah. Naomi was feeling yeah. at the time, but she didn't need to live in that. No. Yeah. It's funny how people are with nicknames or changing names. Mm-hmm. It kind of reflects their identity a little bit. Like yeah. booty bugs, really cute. I, I know of a woman, two women actually that um, I used to go to church with and they actually stopped calling themselves by, you know, whatever their name was, mm-hmm. and changed it to a shorter version of that. It wasn't so starched. Um, Official, like an yeah, like it, it would have been And this like is Liz. not the name, but it would be like some Catherine, mm-hmm. changing it to like Katie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a softening mm-hmm. a little bit. And yeah. I knew two women that did that. Hmm. And they, that's what they went by. They never went back to their original real name. Well, remember how God changed Sarah's name and Abraham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, kind of, enough track. Except that that kind of is the track, you know, that when you have all this bitterness that she had, she doesn't have that anymore. So she's mm-hmm. not going to accept that name. She's going to accept Naomi as her name that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, Boaz says at the very beginning, verse 4, 9, he says, today you are witnesses that I will be the kinsman redeemer. So he has redeemed for Naomi, he who returned to Bethlehem with nothing except this foreign daughter-in-law who I say very dismissively, but she was the ultimate prize, right? I mean, sure. She would have rather come back with her husband and her sons and whatever, but She's a pretty rock and consolation price. Yeah, she <laughs> you know? Yeah. She really is. I mean, yeah. she is referred to, where is it? In verse 12? No. Verse um, 15 of chapter 4, the women referred to Ruth as better than seven sons. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. That's amazing now, but then even especially in that culture where sons were the be all end all. Yeah. And women were kind of discounted. Mm -hmm. And she was a foreign woman that they weren't really supposed to have contact with. And so now they're like, listen, she is a prize. She is a prize. Mm -hmm. Because seven was a number of perfection Mm -hmm. um, for the Jews. And so, yeah, yeah, she is, she is a perfect daughter. Yeah. Pretty cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all because Boaz was willing to hand over his shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Yes. But how gracious is he that he says, you know, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to take Ruth. And he names specifically the people that he is going to honor by purchasing, leasing their land. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, he is, he is doing everything publicly that he can to make sure that these men are still honored and that their lineage continues. Yeah. Which I love that because remember when this time is, this is in the time of the judges when men were not being particularly honorable. Mm -hmm. Um, And Boaz kind of stands out, I think, um, with everything he does as being completely honorable, doing everything the right way, doing everything judiciously. Um, It's pretty incredible. And like Suzanne said, not only to fulfill the law, but so that his name will not disappear. Mm It's, that's just deep, you know, Yeah, it's much more than just going by the law to get a wife. Well, cause didn't we talk earlier that the only real requirement for somebody to marry the widow was for the brother to marry her. Right. And that was the law. <clears throat> so we've kind of stretched it out a little bit now to include this kinsman redeemer. That's like going an extra step, going the extra mile, I think, to take on Ruth. I don't think he had to take her. Right. Mm-mm. I As think it was wife. the honorable. It was the it was honorable the, thing the to do. Honorable thing to do, but he was not. But not necessarily the legal requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. I mean, just goes to show that he really is going above and beyond. Yeah. That it's sacrificial for him because he is also giving up the potential for his lineage to end. Mm-hmm. Like if he only has one son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though. We know he's a little older. He's not married before as far as we know. There's no Mm -hmm. other wife mentioned. Um, So maybe, you know, that's not, maybe he had come to terms with that for himself a long time ago that he might not have any progeny to leave his property to. Mm -hmm. But he he says, you know, to her earlier, your kindness is you know, you're being so kind not to look at the younger men and chase after them like you could. Yeah. But to come to me, an older man. So mm-hmm. he knows it. Um, yeah. She's doing a, a good deed to him for him, too. You know, as I read this, I wondered if the original kinsman, the first in line, um, disposable ensign, yeah. was maybe a, a pretty young man um, who hadn't started his family yet. and maybe who didn't have the depth of character to understand um, all the things that were involved in this kinsman redeemer issue Um, because he was first, he was pretty impetuous. Oh yeah, I'll buy it. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And then the minute that Boaz says, well, and you're going to have to take Ruth. He's like, Oh, Whoa, I can't do that. You know, I want to endanger my stuff. Um, So it just sort of made me think, you know, he probably was a younger guy. So do you think when Boaz says to Ruth, you've done me a great honor by not going to these younger people, do you think he's referring to maybe that he is. disposable ensign? Maybe he is. Like maybe he's going, what an honor that you would choose me mm-hmm. as the kinsman redeemer over this other person. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Something fun to think about. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm struck by how there's so many layers in this story right now, I, like all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's not that just that God doesn't redeem the property. He redeems Ruth and Naomi. He doesn't vaguely say, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, with the um, with transfer property or anything, he's very specific, right? And so there's really specific layers. And I, as I'm listening to this, I'm I'm going... That's interesting that that specific specificity is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's multiple layers. It's not just, just the property. It's also the people. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you're just not redeem Naomi. It's like you are blessed beyond belief by a daughter-in-law who's better than seven sons. That It just feels like there's just every action has multiple layers to it. Yeah. And I think that's true with God. Like we think... Um, just being kind to someone is just about being kind, but it might be more in God's plan for them to get a sense of their identity in Christ. This is because what it's like. Yeah. We know that God's really not, his concern about the property has nothing to do with the actual property itself. His concern is about the family. Right. So even with all of the laws and the <clears throat> discussion about, you know, how property should transfer or who it should transfer to, the whole underlying concept is we want to keep the family intact. We want to preserve the state of Israel for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's why all that specificity is in there, because God wants us to know how much he values each single one of us. Um, and he will do everything that he does relates to taking care of us and our value and our security in him the the fact that Boaz lists all of these things individually specifically names them out and does it publicly I think too um is to fully integrate Ruth into the family and society because he's like these are the connections and now she's mine so that's that final connection yeah and it's just like God does with Jesus you know and he he sends Jesus and he's like, okay, you know, you're going to go. And then Jesus does all of these things. He is fully human and he is fully God at the same time. But then the fact that Jesus goes and he dies for us, he's perfect, but he dies for us, but he takes all of that on. That again is that full integration of God just gathering us all the way in and just saying, I'm taking it. Like I see Boaz says, I see that she's foreign and I see that she's a widow and I see that she's all of these things that lots of people would not consider perfect. Lots of people would not consider socially acceptable, but he says, she's, I'm taking her in and she's mine. And God sees all of these things in us of, yeah, you know, you're a sinner and you are not good enough and you are, you know, you overeat and you curse and you think bad thoughts and you judge people and you don't give your shoes when you should, you know, all of these things, whatever, but I'm taking you in and I am declaring that you are mine because he sends Jesus and just gathers all of that in. Yeah. It's yeah. I think that's the piece too. It's like the land was given and it was for life. Mm -hmm. Land was about um, your gift from God. God gifted them this specific land, the land of Judah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so when Elimelech left and went to Moab, it's like it became disconnected. 
the land was still there, I'm sure. And I don't know if people had it or what they were doing with it, but it became disconnected. And I think that's, you kind of reflect that back with us um, from the original sin, we became disconnected. God had gifted us this life, this, this um, opportunity to be connected to him and it disconnected. And so I just see them as bringing this land back together that's connected to people is a way of connecting the community again to exactly what you were saying. You know, it, it just is to bring life is the purpose. That's exactly what Jesus does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we're connected to him, it's, it's about life. It's about yeah. our life. It's about redeeming us. It's about good things, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. After all that, I just was going like, how do they get their sandal back? I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that just went through my head after that. And I would think there's probably like a lost and found somewhere of all the miscellaneous yeah. left shoes. Maybe they go to the people who have lost a leg. You know? Oh, oh, oh there you go. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh so I had this great thought about Jesus, and then all of a sudden I'm stuck on the sandal again. On the sandal thing. <laughs> but again, listen, if there's just one shoe that's going into a pile and some legless guy comes in, the guy with one leg, where's he going to get one shoe? Right. Well, right here. Right here. <laughs> yeah, and then how does he make any deals? He has to take his one shoe off and hop around without it. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. Uh, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, I, I guess I like the completeness of this, too. Mm-hmm. How Boaz did this so completely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it that she loves you and is better for you than seven sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, she's in. Right. Yep. And they really gave her a lot of credit. I wonder in some way if they were naming the line of Jesus when they were saying, make her like Rachel. Um and Leah, mm-hmm. and Leah, um, Israel's founding mothers, mm-hmm. and and I wonder if that's just this pointing to um, the line of Jesus. I don't know; they wouldn't have known it, right? But to give them that honor, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for them, that goes back to their ultimate roots, right? Because they are the founding oh, yeah. mothers of Israel. Right. So that is, um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's well, like I the mean, they are founding, like Sarah is to the founding mother and stuff like that. But um, when the 12 tribes happened, that was right. through Leah and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, yeah. That's when it, everything became fruitful. And it just went big before they they had trouble with infertility and stuff like that through the whole thing. It, even yeah. Rachel did. And think about this with Ruth. She hadn't had a child before. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we know that, you know, she was married to Malon. No baby. Right. So, and then God allows her. Right. He enables her to become pregnant after Boaz went to her. Yeah. And it would have been years because they were in Moab. I couldn't remember right, where they were. A decade. For a, I, was yeah. really, I was really excited there for a second, Suzanne. I'm going, where did they go? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, where did they go? Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were there for a 10 years before they died. Yeah. And we don't know how long she was married to Malon, but it wasn't, I don't think they were newlyweds. I think they had been married for a while because obviously she's developed this relationship with Ruth. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. I mean, that that didn't happen overnight. Right. So, yeah. 
Hmm. Well, all right. Yeah. So I'm just thinking there's like a lot that goes along with that. The, the, just a lot that goes along with being integrated into the family and, and seeing as like that completion and um, one, that's a lot of pressure, I would think. But two, what a relief for her. Yeah. For both Ruth and Naomi. Because Ruth's like, I told you that I would be here with you until I died, mm-hmm. you know, and now you can see that this is going to happen. And Naomi can just see that completion because not only is her line safe, her lineage is safe, but she is too, because he's going to care for her Mm -hmm. until she now has someone to sustain her in her old age. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wonderful. I wondered if they went to live in Boaz's house or if they moved back into the old house on the property, the old homestead. Mm. <laughs> Maybe Naomi got to go back to her old house and Ruth got to Maybe. live with Boaz. I just I don't, don't think that Ruth would be that far away from that baby. I think, I think Naomi went with Ruth and Boaz. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Did too. Into Boaz's home. And maybe just stepping into new life. This is mm-hmm. the new home. A new life, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they have rental property. So that just I was that's just right. That. <laughs> I was really just thinking that. Another yeah. way of provision. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, people gosh. who took it over when they left probably are still there. Yeah. We don't know. That's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, well, I'll pray for us. How about that? Okay. God, thank you for um, the example of Ruth and of Boaz and of Naomi, Lord, and just their faithfulness, God, to you. Um, And they had no idea what was coming. They didn't know what your plan was. They didn't. um, They were hit with a lot of Um, unexpected curves in life, I think, Lord. And you just proved yourself faithful over and over and over. And you do the same for us, God. um, No matter what we come up against, you are faithful and you will provide um, the way that you provided Boaz, the way that you provided um, Obed, the grandbaby, um, just that you were able to provide Ruth for Naomi, Lord. And I just, um, I pray that you would allow us to have our eyes open to the many, many ways that you provide for us, Lord. The little ways, um, like a field to glean in, and the big ways, like the kinsman redeemer, Lord. I thank you for um, Jesus and for him being our redeemer and the fact that we can rest peacefully in that, Lord, that you have um, provided Jesus as completion for us, God. I just pray that we would focus on that this week, um, that whenever we're feeling overwhelmed or feeling like, we just can't understand what's coming up next or why we're in the, um, why we run up against the next wall, Lord, that you would just remind us that you are the provider, that you are the redeemer, um, and that you have a big, big, good plan for us, Lord, and that we would just rest in that. I thank you for all of these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
and cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>